Welcome to Third Eye Science. I'm your host, Susan Bontoon, and on this podcast, we will be exploring the lines between science and spirituality. As a scientist and a yogi, I've found that these two realms do not have to be mutually exclusive. With the perspective of a logical scientist, I've navigated my own spiritual journey with a curious, open mind. I'll share lessons and tools I've found along the way and have compelling conversations with spiritual leaders, teachers, yogis, healers, and fellow travelers about their experiences and practices. In this age of information and misinformation, it's time to interpret and understand the world with your third eye. Hello and welcome to Third Eye Science. Before we jump into the episode, I want to share a couple of my offerings that are happening this month and in the coming weeks. The first one is my weekly energetic tune-up class is we're doing a six-week special series called Elemental Magnetism. So this started in late April and goes all the way through the end of May. And recordings are made every single week. So even if you're just hearing this now and feeling called to join, you are welcome to join. You won't miss anything. You can catch up on the recordings. So this class series is really about our openness and our willingness to receive which is directly linked to our magnetism. Many people easily give energy like time, money, attention, and even love, but are not genuinely open to receiving it for themselves. There may be blocks, resistance, and protective mechanisms that interfere with our willingness to accept energy on a fundamental level. In this six-week series, We will work with the physical, emotional, and spiritual aspects of receiving and magnetizing abundance into our beings. In this 45-minute class, we'll start by anchoring it into our foundation and work our way through the core, the heart, the intuition, the aura, and the quantum field. So this week's class is on the heart, heart magnetism. I'm really excited about the teachings and the tools that are coming through for this week. So if you feel called to join, you can check out the link in the show notes or go to my website, thirdeyescience.com, and I'll have all the information there. With a monthly membership to Soul Tribe Online, which starts at $35 a month, you can have access to the live classes as well as the recordings. So even if 5.30 p.m. on a Monday evening doesn't work for you, you can engage in the class archive. This is really what I love about Soul Tribe, that everything is there for you whenever you need it and whenever you have time to connect with it. And then with that membership, you also have access to all of the other classes offered on Soul Tribe. 
So please do check it out. Now enjoy the episode. Hello and Satnam. Welcome to Third Eye Science. This week I am thinking about and feel called to share about how our words create our reality. Our words create our world. And it's the perfect timing because it is Gemini season. And we are still in Mercury retrograde. And um, the sun just turned into, came into Gemini this past weekend. And it's really, Gemini has this, I don't know, in the pop culture, it's like the idea of being two-faced or um, overly talkative, but really the high vibration of Gemini is this um, conscious communication. It's also very fun and playful, energetic, and light. So (laughs) we may be um, in for hopefully some, a little bit of levity after these intense times of the eclipse. I don't know about everyone else, but for me, the actually the week after the eclipse was super intense and not, it wasn't hard on me and like energetically, it just was like one thing after the other. And I think maybe in combination with Mercury retrograde, it just like, things were not working out the way they were, they would normally. (laughs) So it just felt like a very long week. (laughs) And maybe you can relate. And then this weekend, there was this past weekend, there was a Kazemi, which is where there's a lot of energy in one sign in uh, many planets in one sign. And there was basically it was the moon was in Gemini, Mercury was in Gemini, then the sun shifted into Gemini. And so it was really, it uh, has been had me thinking all weekend. I've been thinking about how my communication, how communication is obviously, it's a huge part of everyone's life. But for me, it, and you may hear rustling around, that's the kitties. Even though it's 5.30 a.m., they're quite active right now. Um, so yeah, for me, communication is 
it's a huge part of my life. It's my career. It's my, it's also what I am working towards doing after this career is over, right? This, what I'm doing here, teaching, sharing my wisdom, sharing basically what my experience has been through my spiritual path. And it was something that this morning I was in my session with Paramatma Siri Sadhana. Um, we're doing two and a half hours of long at Konkars. And this is a traditional um, mantra from the Kundalini tradition, from the Sikh tradition. It's really, there's one creator. And the truth, it's, there is one true creator, basically. And, and we chant that over and over and over again with a specific visualization, as well as moving, using the locks, the body locks, um, to move the energy. And she reminded us that our words create our world this morning. And I wrote it down. <laughs> it was just so potent for me. And so I really wanted to expand on that with all of you. And that is because... Now, this timing is so relevant. So one of the, the ways that you can really purify your words is through mantra and even affirmations. And what I would encourage you to do throughout Gemini season, throughout, I mean, optimally, it would be something that we could do all the time. But really commit to three things in terms of communication, no gossip, no complaining, and no comparing. And, and that may sound really easy, or maybe you're like, whoa, I don't know that I can do that. Or maybe you're like, yeah, sure, no problem. Either way, I think it's a worthy endeavor <laughs> to embark upon and it really will help you elevate your speech, elevate your words, and really be more conscious about them. Because this is the low vibration of Gemini is to just talk for the pure pleasure or just for the act of, ta of, of talking and not necessarily being conscious. But the very high vibration of Gemini is being really able to share your truth and share, communicate in a way that it lands for people, right? Because we can communicate till all day, all night, 
But if it doesn't land for people, then what's the point? (laughs) So I think about this in all that I do in my, you know, my job where we're communicating about science and engineering and technology and really making it as accessible as possible and using the tools that exist today in this day and age. We have all these social media tools that allow us to share things that when I began my career didn't even exist. Like we, we had the video, we had the images, but we couldn't share them so widely as we can now. And it's really proven to be in, you know, a very important and successful way for us to help people know what we're doing. And then that's true with spirituality. For me, I am sharing here on a podcast I do in my teachings and workshops and sessions. I had a one-on-one session with a beautiful soul yesterday. And it was, um, every time I have a one-on-one session, it just blows me away. It's just so incredible when you have two people who show up with the purest intentions of really connecting to our higher selves and to source and our guides and being willing to be open and heal whatever is ready to be healed and to see what comes through is just incredible. And so what, you know, this, the thing that I thought I was going to talk about this week actually uh, is just coming to mind now. And it's that devotion is devotion and discipline paves the path to enlightenment. And I was thinking about that because earlier in the week, last, yeah, last week, my whole group, our whole division went out to lunch. And for the first time, you know, since before the pandemic, we were all physically together. And, um, and for that reason, I had like, you know, we were actually just chatting about things. I was talking to my coworkers about things that I often don't have time to talk to them about. So this was, um, I don't, I don't even remember how it came up, but I told them that I've been doing this early morning practice and, and they kind of, you know, like they think it's, (laughs) and even that it's long, you know, that it's two and a half hours. And my one friend was like, I I don't think I could even sit for two and a half hours. <laughs> um, and another, yeah, another friend was like, well, yeah, he just, I could tell he kind of didn't even understand why I was doing it. And that was when I thought of that phrase that, well, the... the <laughs> 
the path to enlightenment is paved with devotion and discipline and is it really is interesting what people are willing, right? Well, where our priorities lie. And I, I mean, I have no judgment on anyone else's priorities. My priority is my spiritual journey and my evolution. And so to that end, it's just the perfect timing for me was a long mantra practice because coming back to the communications um, theme and your words create your reality. So when you really immerse yourself deeply into a long mantra practice, you're elevating your thoughts, your words, obviously, but you're elevating your energy through that practice. And I'm not suggesting that everyone needs to (laughs) do this exact practice that I'm doing. If you feel called, of course, um, dive into it long ek on cars. I can put a link to it in the show notes, but it's, I would love to encourage you to really consider your words carefully and consider bringing in some kind of mantra that doesn't have to be a Sanskrit mantra or in the case of long cars, it's a gurumukhi, which is a derivative of Sanskrit in the Sikh tradition. But there are many mantras that you can, you know, you can go on wherever you listen to music and you'll find all sorts of beautiful mantras. But a mantra can be any any phrase that is, or a word even, that is meaningful to you that you can say over and over again. It could be as simple as I am light, I am love, I am enough. I really love like I am statements. And, you know, they are very powerful ways to create your reality. You are instead of saying like, I hope, or I wish, or I'm trying to be. (laughs) No, you say it, I am. After all, what on a quantum level, what will be already is. So you are. You are a successful fill in the blank. (laughs) I am a successful communicator. I am a successful spiritual teacher. I am a successful and expansive intuitive healer. These things, these words have meaning. And most of the time, at least in our mind, maybe we're not saying out loud But most of the time, we're actually saying quite negative things to ourselves. 
So what I would love for all of us to do this coming month is to really become aware of that meta dialogue, this these thoughts that come and go in your mind, especially the ones that loop back over and over again, they are creating your reality. And when you have those thoughts, you often then do bring them into the real world by saying them and you're, and then you create them. When you, even if you don't say the words, you're creating that energy within you. It's, it's, it's like you're, you, it's like a mantra in your, you know, interior space. And I'm not, I don't even want to say any of them, but you, I'm sure you can think of an example of something that you say to yourself that is not positive and is not expansive, is not elevating you and your life. And through meditation, you become aware of your thoughts. You become more of an observer of your thoughts. And that brings, you're able to observe your thoughts in the rest of your life. So we could all live as, you know, like a monk or a yogi, or a spiritual devotee living in an ashram, or in a monastery, in a nunnery, (laughs) Um, and meditate all the time, and then just do service for others. And that is many people's path. And I think most of us are on a path of living in the world, being householders, essentially, and also doing the self-inquiry and the self-awareness work so that we can spiritually evolve. And so if you are living in the world, it's really, really easy to get caught up in the way your culture, your, the people surrounding you tell you to be or tell you what is successful. But what is success to you? What is a win for you? What energizes you? That's another thing that really came in strong this week for me is when you, we have all these time constraints on us. This is something I'm constantly navigating and I have not found the answer. Um, I don't know if I 
ever will fully like <laughs> be able to um, get this in a in the most elevated way. But I I really want what I am. No, let me choose my words very carefully. What I am creating in my life is is the life of freedom. Freedom to do and express and be who I want to be, who I truly am, not who society tells me to be or who the people around me, my family, my friends. And this is no judgment on any of those people. It's, It's just that I need to be me. And you need to be you, not who people expect you to be. And that involves a lot of navigating time and priorities, right? And when you have to spend time doing things that you that, that do not energize you, where does that leave? you, you know, your creative energy, probably pretty low. And so that's something that I'm really contemplating lately is how can I navigate, like even my work day in a way that I'm not just constantly reacting, 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 but actually able to be creative And our words create our reality. So who, how can you create a a workplace where people are free to actually navigate their day in a way that engages and energizes them that is going to be different for all of us. And yet we, we have, I mean, it's, it's really changing right now because of COVID really just shook up the way we work, but we all like, we all often have these schedules to, adhere to and expectations of when you're going to be available and all of these things. And then constant, um, constant requests for your time and attention, essentially. And our attention is also being competed for by the media and the marketers out there through the media. It's like the the greatest commodity of our time is your attention. It's all about <laughs> views and likes and comments, engagement. But what what is really 
energizing you? And what words are you even reading or listening to that are creating your reality? I mean, I've said this before, but like I just... (laughs) On Inauguration Day in 2016, I turned off NPR and haven't turned it back on. (laughs) And you know what? My life actually is a little bit better for it because it's been a rough six years, right? And I personally just didn't find that listening to the news constantly was going to, was that it was actually energizing me. So really, what energizes you? And these are all words that you're hearing. They create your reality. They help build your thoughts, which then create your words and create your life, your world. So contemplating that this month and really getting aware, self-aware, listening to your meta dialogue, then listening to your actual words. Sometimes that's another thing that we just talk and don't even pay attention to what we're really saying. Or we certainly don't think before we speak. So what are we going to do? We're going to commit to 40 days of no gossip, no complaining, no comparing. And when you catch yourself, which you inevitably will, which is okay, you admit it and you say, okay, I'm going to recommit. But I have um, done this many times before where I've committed to us, you know, to really cleaning it all up, cleaning up my dialogue and my meta dialogue. And it is not as easy as it sounds. (laughs) So I think we're in for a fun month ahead. (laughs) And remembering that the the high vibration of Gemini is about fun, connection, spontaneity, and truthful conversation. Truthful communication. Maybe that's not through words. In other ways, we can communicate. And while we are still in Mercury retrograde, I looked it up last, didn't I just look it up last week? When does Mercury come out of retrograde? I want to say June. Let me see. Mercury retrograde 2022. Here we go. Okay, so we are in it till June 2nd. So we're getting there. We're getting close. And 
all that is to say with Mercury retrograde is it's not, you don't have to believe all the hype. It's not that the world is ending, (laughs) that chaos ensues. I mean, we're already living in chaos, but I would leave more time for travel (laughs) and back up your data. (laughs) Don't be surprised when electronics go on the fritz, you know, and mechanical things and um, anything internet related. (laughs) I realized that I bought AirPods during Mercury Retrograde and I was like, oh, that was probably not the smartest thing. (laughs) So far they work. (laughs) So just... Being gentle, that's another thing, is being gentle with yourself and others and realizing, you know, as you're self-aware and you're thinking about these things, remember that these astrological events and energies are impacting everyone and they may or may not be aware. Often they're not. And so they're just reacting to the energies, but you can, you can take in what's happening and respond with intention. Your words create your reality. So allow that to be your mantra, one of your mantras, and then choose one that is really meaningful to you, that is expansive and really brings you joy and makes you feel good about yourself. And repeat that mantra every day for at least three minutes. See how it, how it shifts your thinking, your words, your reality. And have a beautiful month. If you are loving the show and um, you want to help spread the word, like, rate, review, and subscribe on the platform of your choice and share this episode with someone you love. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Satnam Namaste. Namaste.